and welcome to episode number nine of Marty's Illegal Stick. We made it nine. Yeah, nine. Almost, almost a double digits. Almost, almost. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't gotten fired yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, day, is, day is young. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'm your host Scott Kinville. Uh, glad you could join us. Uh, I'm gonna have my co-host come in here real quick. This is Dave the Save Warner. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And our other co-host is Leo Kinville. Can't wait for tomorrow night. I want to watch the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are recording on Wednesday, so everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. Um, missing this week is the Emmy Award winning Rich Masucci. Uh, he could not be with us, but I'm sure he'll be back next week. So uh, we just kind of put him in the uh, press box for this week. <laughs> no, penalty box. Yeah, was, always trying, a penalty box. Listen, I was trying to be nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyways... We have about one month to go before local hockey really starts to pick up. Uh, we know the Comets are coming back. Uh, hopefully even more hockey will be on our way. But we do like to think of Marty's Illegal Stick as the Mohawk Valley's hockey podcast. So with that said, we, create, we have created a segment called The Fans Speak. We're going to give this a shot. Now, what it is, since it, this is the Mohawk Valley's podcast. Okay. All right? So what we want to do is we want to be able to have fans come on and talk about their favorite teams. Doesn't matter who the team is. Just talk about their teams, right? Because we want a fan's point of view for, for everything. Now, this pains me to say this as an L.A. Kings fan, <laughs> but the New York Rangers are far and away the most popular team in this area. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Garden Faithless comes crazy over there already. So. Go, Rangers, go. <laughs> oh, geez. So for this inaugural segment of the Fans Speak, we're going to lead off with that team. Now, I happen to know uh, a Ranger fan who is pretty much uh, a, an expert on the team. Uh, I play hockey with him, actually. He's on my uh, Clinton B-League team, the Killebrew Sting. Great teammate of mine, and I'm going to bring him in, Mr. Jeremy Roberts. Jeremy, how you doing, pal? Good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Uh, you know, kind of glad the hockey's going to be getting going here pretty soon. Absolutely. Couldn't <laughs> wait. I can't wait any longer. I keep watching reruns. I know, right? <laughs> and that's the worst, because you always know how the, the game's going to turn out. But you know what? As much as as stupid as this sounds, I still find myself kind of on the edge of my seat. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you got to be like me. Only when I watch reruns, I always watch the ones that I know they win. <laughs> well, that's that's just it. Like they have the uh, on MSG, they have the uh, best of the Rangers, so yes, it's it's perfect. Yes. You know, they win every time. All yes. right. But you know, there's always going to be some smart, you know, smart ass producer that's going to put a, a loss in there just to throw everybody off. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, Jeremy, tell me, how did you get into hockey? Um, I started really young, actually. Uh, I grew up in Sequoia. So, I mean, being around the area, I always watched the Utica Devils. And, you know, everybody wanted to be a Devils fan. But I just, I <laughs> fell in love with the the blue, uh, you know, the, the blue sweaters and the Rangers and Madison Square Garden. And my father was a Ranger fan. So I kind of really man. had no choice. I had no choice but to... Uh, watch the Rangers play as a kid growing up. Um, I mean, watching the local guys, it was fun to see, but they were always against that dreaded team, the Devils. So, <laughs> you know. Well, hey, listen, my father was a Ranger fan too, but I managed to find the fork in the road. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You went you went all the way west. <laughs> yeah. That's because I threw him out. <laughs> he, he, he ran out of forks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but you're quite big into local hockey too. You're, you're a coach, right? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I was coaching with the new Hartford youth hockey association, uh, with my son. Um, this year I took a a year off, 
uh, my son decided to become, we made the jump to the Utica Comets organization. So uh, they picked up a might team. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, he uh, made Very the Utica Comets might team this year. Uh, he's still got two year of mites, which is unbelievable because he's already been playing for three. But no uh, yeah, he's he's going. He's he's my uh, ho- hopefully my future star. That's excellent. So, what position does he play? Um, right now, he he loved defense, but uh, with New Hartford, he kind of realized that he had the skating ability to skate with the puck and shoot very well. So they moved him up to winger. Nice, just like five. center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a little better than me, though. <laughs> so, uh, but this year in the Comets playing with the with the higher competition and the higher levels that they're playing at, um, he went back to defense, but he still loves playing. He loves the game. Um, he's he's adapting very well. He's hard on the puck, and he understands the game. He knows what he has to do with it, which is which is really hard to hard to teach at a young age. Sure it is. Sure. So explain for everybody who doesn't understand out there, uh, the Mites, about what age group is that? That runs anywhere from um, five to eight years old. Oh, that's really young then. That's excellent. yeah. Um, they really start playing. Um, they have like they usually have two two divisions it's called white or red. Um, and the whites are usually the first year players that are just getting into competition level hockey. And then the reds are the older kids, the you know six, seven, eight, depending on how well they adapt to the learning the game excellent. and how well they can skate. That is excellent. Now they're, they're playing at the odd, correct? They are. Um, I mean, right now with the COVID going on, they right. haven't played, they haven't played many games. So they do a lot of inner, inner squad scrimmages. Um, they, they were lucky enough in the beginning of this season to get a tournament in. They went out to Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, they did, they did very well. I was actually able to watch it on live barn. Oh, nice. Um, um, we ran into the, the always impressive flow of youth hockey. They're called the Islanders, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, they did well. They had to play that team twice. Um, I mean, we came up short, but you know, they're 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 a very well coached team as well. So, but uh, with with the coaches coaching staff for the Comets right now, they got Sestito, Tim Sestito, the local hockey player. Um, so very cool. They're coming along very well right now. That's awesome. That's excellent news, man. So, let's get down to the nuts and bolts, right? Let's talk oh, about absolutely. those Rangers. So, oh, yeah. Obviously, you've been a Ranger fan for a very long time. Oh, um, yeah. Been a lot of ups and downs, just like with pretty much with any other team. Um, mm-hmm. but let's talk about this season. So, what do you what do you think in this season? Is it well, how's how's the outlook? What do you think? I I uh, with their with how young they are. And with the talent level that they have, I mean, I was happy to see, you know, watching that that lottery draft and that that Ranger ball come up for the first pick. Yeah, I wasn't. Everybody knew. Everybody <laughs> knew that they were going. <laughs> well, we got everybody, two, so. Yeah, everybody knew that they were going to go with uh, Alex's Lafreniere. Right. Um, and I, you know, I I watched some video on him. Um, I was excited to see him. And I mean, even last season before that, with the draft, we got Capocacco, and. Uh, just where the team is with David Quinn, I think with the with the youth and even you know the older guys. You say that they're older, but I think the oldest player on the team right now might be twenty nine, maybe thirty. Yeah, they're ridiculously young, especially after getting rid of Mark Stahl. Yeah, and they will thank God. 
I thought but I, was I mean, one thinking that. <laughs> oh, I was, he was such a slug. He, uh, I, I'm happy where the team's going. I'm happy with the youth that they got. Um, I don't know, you know, with the Islanders being as tough as they are. I mean, you still have Philly there. You still have Washington in there. Um, it's, it seems like Washington is that team that just, you know, they get the older guys, but they're still just so good. Yeah, they're they're, they're like the recycle team. No matter yeah. what, they, they just seem to manage to, to, to come out. Um, but, you know, the, the thing is, though, with that, that youth movement they got going on, I mean, they're, they're setting up for success for a very long time. And that's just it. Like, they, uh, you know, I was listening to even the NHL Network this morning, and they were saying, like, you know, the Rangers are there, but, you know, with the division that they're in, I mean, that division, they bang oh, each other. God, that's the division of death, you know? You know, I mean, they, they run the gauntlet every night, and it's hard to – you know, have a young team possibly get in that mix. Um, but I think, you know, possibly this year they probably have a shot. Um, I wouldn't count them out, but I also wouldn't hold my breath on having them go far into the playoffs. I think that they'll get there, but um, I think that they'll, they'll, they have a, they have many years to, right to improve and they'll they'll get there i mean i don't have a doubt in my mind that they'll get there because they between the goaltender which is thurkin and gorgiev you know those are two great goaltenders i mean obviously they they watched lundquist in the net all the time and lundquist, sure, sure. you know you can't speak anything bad about the guy no no and uh, you know that we we talked about it last episode too it's just it's a real shame what happened uh, yeah yeah you know, that's that's terrible but yeah. let me let me ask you about shesterkin now this guy came in and just blew everybody away. He played uh, twelve yeah. regular season games, went ten and two. Yeah. Um, you know, let's we're, we won't even talk about the return to play qualifying round because you know that was just kind of a you know one I think all Ranger fans would like to forget. But what do you think was Shesterkin? Is this going to be a flash in the pan kind of deal, or do you think he's the real deal? Uh, you know, watching him and seeing how he adapted so well to even playing in Madison Square Garden and seeing how well he took on that pressure. Cause they know that even though you may have, you know, playing all the guys playing out have pressure with Zabanajad and Kreider, you know, Buchnevich, but everybody knows that it falls back on the goaltender. And I think he, he held it very well. I think Lundqvist probably brought him up knowing what the pressure was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's going to, I think he's going to fit that mold. And uh, I think he's got a shot to be the next, you know, great goaltender that we speak of with, with the names of Richter and Van Beesbrook and, you know, and then Shesterkin. I mean, you can't, you can't not say that he's not going to be one of those goaltenders that you're not going to put in that category as long as they, they stay healthy and they, you know, they play with the chemistry that they have. Sure. Sure. Well, I, the, I agree with Jeremy a hundred percent there. Yeah. Well, 100%. the expectations are extremely high for him. So I don't know. He, he, he had sustained success in the KHL. And oh, yeah. obviously the NHL didn't really intimidate him last season. Um, you know, I mean, there's obviously a chance he could become one of the greats. We'll see what happens. So as far as the Rangers go, what do you think? Say, give me a couple of the strengths that you think the team has going into this season. Uh, speed and youth. Like I, I said, you know, the, the, the speed and the youth that they have is, is something that we have not seen as, a, as Ranger fans. Haven't seen in a while. Um, you know, we, we, Chris Kreider was a huge addition when we, when we drafted him. I mean, everybody knows his story when, when he went into, when he came out of Boston and he went into the NCAA championships, he played that, won the title. And then he was pretty much a sh- given the shot to get on that roster right away. And he 
came into that playoff series as a young kid coming off the NCAA tournament. And then he's all of a sudden thrown into the NHL playoffs and he didn't falter one bit. Right. Well, uh, yeah, you know. that's, and he's been a, been a great pro throughout the rest of his uh, NHL career too. He's great. I mean, the, his, his strength, he doesn't, you know, he, his speed, the guys can't move him. Guys kind of shy away because they know that Kreider will bang with anybody, but he, he just has that <laughs> skill of speed, the shot power, the knowledge of knowing where where to be and how to be, and you can throw him almost on any line, and he's well, there. And, and that's just it. He's very interchangeable. And I, you know, it's I was actually honestly I was surprised that the Rangers did not deal him at the trade deadline last year. I was nervous. I, I was very nervous about it. I thought um, I thought he was as good as gone. To be honest with you, I really did. I I think that he, other than the goaltending, with the you know the the spotlight on the goaltender. I think Kreider is, you know, that guy that he's the true ranger. Um, you know, uh, Ryan Callahan was that true ranger. Yeah, we sure, dropped him off true, to Tampa Bay, um, which was a very hard thing to see. I hate, I did not like that. Um, you know, either. even Matt Zuccarello was another guy. When they broke that yeah. lineup, it was it was hard to see. And even Carl Hagelin at that time, you know, it was hard to see the Rangers because you you saw the the change coming, right. and then. And then everything just kind of broke up. And I think it wasn't really, it wasn't the player's fault. I think you look at the coaching at the time with. Um, Vigneault? No. Oh, I can't even think of his name. Tortorella. One made yeah, all Tortorella. Tortorella. Yeah. 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 John Tortorella. He, uh, he played a, a style of hockey that just was not right. normal well, for these guys that were, that were superstars per se to lay down in front of the puck and block shots all the time. Right. He wanted to be grinders. Oh yeah. And that's, that's just not what he had. I mean, he had speed and he had the talent. He just, yeah, I don't think he knew how really how to use it. Not saying that he's a bad coach, but I just think he was in the wrong system with the wrong guys. And, and well, they they say he's a great coach, but I never cared for him at all. I, and I still don't care for him. Tell you the truth. Yeah. So they can keep him out there in Columbus. He's a, you know, I, I, uh, I, I have, Ups and downs with Torts. He's uh, he's one of those coaches that you, when you get him at a press conference, you can't help but laugh. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, he's that he's that <laughs> Belich, he's that Belichick that just gives you the straight answer, and you're like, okay, so where do you go with it? And he does not hold back. Oh, and he doesn't hold back. But what he puts his players through, I mean, you know, I, I there's a there's a guy that I know that played for the Rangers, obviously not with Torts, but you know, he was, he was, he's still a part of the the program. He still hears about this. So he tells me stories. He's like, you know, they ran drills and they would run drills, having Mark Stahl ripping shots and having their wingers lay down in front of it. Right. And this is in practice. So it's like, you're, you're beating up your guys even in practices. So it's, I mean, he didn't, I don't, not saying he didn't help the team, but he, he certainly didn't. No, he, but he hurt him. But you know, yeah, well, that's for sure. Torres is just one of those coaches. He's got to he's got to have a team of you know what they would call like the no names, and I don't mean that yeah. in, like in a derogatory sense, but the, one of those teams that doesn't have like a clear cut superstar, and that they have to you know be able to roll four lines and almost be just you know almost the same all the way through. That's what he's doing in Columbus, right? Because he doesn't <laughs> that's really exactly have what he's doing doesn't have a lot to work with. So you know, of course, you know, I think honestly with the Rangers, one of their big strengths too is that that defense. That's uh, their defense, you know, I, as much as I, I didn't like Stahl really 
at all. No, um, but that young decor they got going—I mean, they basically stole Adam Fox. Let, oh, let's, let's Adam, be honest. Adam Fox. Adam Fox was a steal. <laughs> uh, I, I think you know, the, true, I think the cops should be in. knocking on Gordon's door for that one. You know. <laughs> I mean, you, you get you get Truba away from Winnipeg, and you know you you saw him. Everybody, if you're able to watch hockey and catch the Winnipeg games, or you know have it on some type of network where you can watch NHL all the time, you see Truba, and you just I mean, I watched Truba in college. I watched him at the University of Michigan, and I just knew that he was going to be a stud in the NHL. And having the Rangers get him in the back end, and now pretty much be that solid D core man, and now with Keandre Miller, Adam Fox. Um, Tony D'Angelo, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. I mean, they're, these guys, they're not just, you know, the game's changed from, you know, when I watched it in the eighties and early eighties and early eighties and early nineties where, you know, you, you had headhunters out there. There's not really a headhunter out there anymore. Yeah. You really can't I mean, anymore. You know, and that's the thing. They changed the game. I understand safeties for the safety right. for the players. I get it. But you know, now you got these defensive guys that are just amazing with the puck that that were never like like your Jeff Bookaboom. Right. You right. know, or or James Patrick or you know, a Brian Leach, maybe, but even then, Leachy would still bang into the boards. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's I mean now your your runner now is Kreider. Yeah. Exactly. Kreider's the one that will bang. Exactly. Well you still got Brendan Lemieux around too, don't you? Lemieux is yeah, Lemieux and he's a winger <laughs> as well. Like it's the thing. I mean he's just the defensive guys, you look at him and like who who will bang you? I mean, Lieber Hayek will do it. Ryan Lindgren will do right, it. Right, right. Um, but you don't really have that guy that scares you. Yeah, because I mean, and honestly, too, I mean, they're 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 very strong along the left wing. I mean, they're oh, almost yeah. they're I almost have... overloaded on left wing. Somebody's going to have to go over to the right wing. They're very they're, overloaded on the left. They're going to have to do something there. <laughs> very think, overloaded. Isn't like Buchnevich their only real natural right winger? Uh, <laughs> I believe so. I mean. Stromer, Strom is Strom is a is a centerman, but I think he'll pick up right. I mean, it's you just don't know where you know these lines will just roll through, and you're going, wow, where do you put everybody? Well, yeah, that's and that's just it too. I mean, as far as uh, any particular weaknesses you see that they need to work on, um, probably like I said again, you know, you go back and looking at their youth. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess that would probably be their their weakness. Um, I mean, and obviously the right side, their centermen, you know, they, they got to pick that's, up centers. Somewhere. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was going to throw in too, because I mean, that's, if there's going to be an Achilles heel for them, it's, it's going to be the center ice position. Yeah. You know, once you yeah. get past the bandage, Ed, it's a, you know, I know Strom had a career year last year. Right. And, and as long as he stays with Panarin, he should be okay. But yeah. the, the, yep. one, the one advantage that they have with having Panarin on that team is Artemi Panarin is one of those rare, rare wingers that does not need a centerman to, to get him the puck. No, no, he, he, you definitely he's don't. He's the playmaker, right? Oh, so absolutely. It, it's basically like having a center on the wing. Yep. But as, as everybody knows, championships are built from the crease out, and that usually goes from the, the goaltender to the defense, which they got a good start on, and then it goes through the middle. And, um, I, yeah, there's uh, – I'm kind of surprised that they didn't make any more moves to get any more center ice help this year. But, you know, maybe they're kind of looking at this as a developmental type of year, too, for them. Absolutely. In time, you'll, they'll be there. They're not going to let me oh, down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they, they – I have I have very high hopes for where the Rangers are going. Obviously, it's been dark. Um, I remember, you know, in, in 94 and even before that, I mean, obviously the 1940 team. But, 
I mean, that 94, I remember watching that game with my father and, you know, when they won that, you know, I had tears in my eyes. My dad was crying. Um, and my, I remember my dad looked at me and he went, he goes, no, at least you were alive for one Stanley cup because I don't know when they're going to win one again. <laughs> and right. you know, we've, we've been, we've been there, we've been close, but I mean, you know, the team they put together against LA in 2005, uh, 14. 2014 was is it was just that that team was just built to go to the cup i mean you know martin st louis but they just didn't have the firepower you know we i mean we went through how many series to seven games yeah well we 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 got beat up through that whole eastern conference and then go out to la and well, we won one game. <laughs> yeah, well, L.A. was built as almost like a bulldozer that year, too. Because oh. if you recall, they went through three seven-game series as well. Yeah. But they were that was a team that was kind of constructed, basically, for those kind of series. You know? Yeah. It was still a yeah. great series, though. Remember, hey, Dad, remember when you and I almost got in a fist fight in game two? Oh, uh-huh, I'm telling you. <laughs> See, Between each other or other yeah, fans? Yeah, we're all in my, my garage watching the game. <laughs> and, and, and I won't I won't allow him to come to my house when the Rangers are on. <laughs> <laughs> For one thing, I don't want to see a grown man cry. <laughs> well, no, it was the, it was the con- remember the the goal or the, the the Dwight King goal in Game Two when the Rangers felt he was in the crease and they had the big replay and all that was when because the Rangers I think were up like four to one in that game at that point or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Kings were just starting to make the comeback and they were on the power play and it was a controversial power play to begin with. So Dad was not happy. Let's just put it that way. Oh. That, that so so we, we, had had a, we, had a, we had a small fire burning in front of him. I went and grabbed a gas can and dumped the whole thing on. I got this visual of your dad just pounding on you. Oh. And here we got a picture afterwards. Yeah. And here's another shocker. There was there was beer involved. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Well, well, how can you not watch hockey with beer? Exactly. Mm. It's impossible. You know? Yeah. Especially big games like that, you got to try to keep your your nerves calm, you know. Oh, you have to, you have to. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of, of this year's center ice position with the Rangers, I was reading about some rumors about the Rangers possibly going after Pierre Luc Dubois from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, he would certainly help solve a center position problem for him, that's for sure. But uh, from what I'm reading, the uh, the asking price is going to be extremely high. That's that's what I was going. It's going to be the money. It, it's, it's well, the it's money. not just the money. It's it's going to be what the Blue Jackets want in return from because he just yeah. signed a two year bridge deal with them. To you know, yeah, was, I, I I don't know. You know, I I would hate to see one of the solidified players from the Rangers get dealt for just a, a name. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, absolutely. he's he's a he's a great player, but you know, you're gonna you're gonna throw a name in there just to say, okay, yeah, this guy this is the guy we need to get to the the playoff push or the Stanley Cup, but you're gonna break up chemistry. So, is it worth it? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't at that point. I don't think it's worth it. I mean, we we tried that experiment with Rick Nash and Martin St. Louis, and you know, and it didn't work. Yeah, so well, and- you know. That's it. I and mean, actually, I was reading that the the starting price starts at Capocaco. Oh yeah, and then add on to that. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's a five million dollar cap hit for the next two years, so it's an affordable contract. But it, I, how much are they willing to rip apart? Mm. Right. Know? Right. Right. I mean, it's it. You know, looking at the Rangers, you know, not even just the team. If you just look at the front office and when they brought in John Davidson, I think, you know, 
every Ranger fan that has watched the Rangers forever, seeing a player like John Davidson and knowing that when he announced, you know, knowing how much he loved the Rangers and now he's in that presidential role was huge. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You Absolutely. know, that just hearing his voice, I think, you know, with Gorton is just going to sit there and go, well, I want to do this. And Davidson's going to say, no, right. <laughs> no, right. Exactly. Absolutely not. You're not going <laughs> to do that. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. You ever wonder if he gets tempted to have Sam Rosen tell him though, just for old time's sake, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I would, I would love to see if Davidson would get Sam Rosen, be able to get like hired into the front office somehow. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, I that, right. that'd, be, that'd be cool. And then they just, I mean, they, they just had to go great. down and call a period or two, just for old time's sake. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's great. Even when even when Rosen brings Davidson back into the booth or speaks to him on the phone in an interview, and you you can still see that those guys have the chemistry because they did it for years. Right, right, absolutely. You know, and and you, know you see that during the Ranger game once in a while when it, when he does that, and it is fantastic. Oh yeah, absolutely. It brings back the old the old two voices of the NH of the Rangers. That's, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah, that goes all the way back to the WWOR days, too. Oh, yeah. Even before MSG rolled around. Yeah. Oh, quite yeah. awesome. Quite awesome. But, yeah, it was, it was it's nice. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm excited. You know, they brought in a lot of good good players. I think they got a good base right now. They, they're they starting to build out, and, you know, they're, 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 they're going to get there. Well, they're, you know, they're going to get there. I'll tell you, with this, this shortened season the way it is, I, I'm telling you, I think they can get in that fourth spot. I, I, I do. You get a you get a winning streak at the right time. You get another team to catch a few bad breaks, and that's all it takes in a short season. That's all it does. You know, you, you know? look at and you look at how they did the playoffs this year with the bubble. I mean, yeah, the Rangers were hot just before they cut everything out, and you know they had that little break and they had to go up to the bubble. And it, you know, you're running back right back into the chainsaw, but you still look at the now you're looking at a season that they can actually build on. Right, you know, with with Heidel and Strom and you know Lemieux and Kreider and all these guys, and they're gonna they're gonna be flying. Yeah. I mean, they know what's gonna be on at stake. They know what division they're gonna be playing, and they, they jump right out and they play the Islanders. Sure, I mean that's that's gonna be a huge they, uh, that sh- that alone is, should get these guys going. Okay, you know what? This is real now. We gotta let's just get it going right now. Exactly, exactly. Okay, Scott, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna bet you a case of beer right now. <laughs> that the Rangers will be in the playoffs. And like Jeremy said, I don't know if they're get how far they're going to get there, but I want to bet you a case of beer that the Rangers are going to make the playoffs. That's not fair. I just said that they were going to make the playoffs too. <laughs> but is it good good beer or skunk beer? Oh, no, oh. Hey, no, no. I drink good at the club. That's the best beer in the market. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'll go down to the canal and get some. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you young guys. You got to drink a man's beer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty knows. Scotty knows my uh, my views on on the old Uncle Charlie. I can't do that. We've had that discussion in the locker room a few times. I think (laughs) can't do that stuff. That's that stuff's just brutal. Well, any any sometimes any port in a storm, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Last time Scott was at my house, he had one. Keep in mind, I, I'd already had eight or nine beers before that, so <laughs> ah, so your your taste buds were numb. I was yeah, I was primed. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I used uh, to like you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
One last thing, too, and then we'll go to breakaway trivia. Uh, we got a mutual friend of ours, Jeff Baker, who's uh, kind of fallen on yeah. some hard times. Uh, poor guy. He's been going through hell for the past couple of years. And uh, Kevin Todd, former Utica Devil, has set up a GoFundMe page for him to try to, to help him get through this dark times. So I'm going to put the uh, link up on our Facebook page. It's uh, Marty's Legal Stick Hockey Podcast. Um, if you would like to contribute, the link will be there. Uh, help bake out. He's been, Jerry, he's been around forever, local hockey, between coaching and playing and just, you know, a huge part of everything around here. You know, but, playing with him on the ice and seeing not just, you know, he plays goalie. Yeah, and he's <laughs> in mean, the 60s. That's the thing. I don't. I don't want to play goalie um, on a video game, no. let alone play goalie <laughs> in real life. Um, and, you know, just his knowledge of the game and the history that he knows of the area. I mean, he knows everything Oh yeah. from, from the Utica Comets. I mean, I remember the Utica Comets. I remember going to Clinton Arena when I was very little. But I couldn't tell you really much about him. I mean, Bake knows everything about everyone Yeah, from, from that era to even the kids now that, you know, went away to prep school and came back and play pickup with us. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, he, he, he knows everything. He's a great guy. And, you know, I just wish him the best. Absolutely. And, and the, one of the most diehard New Jersey devil fans you'll ever meet. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we could, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, well, that might be the one downfall, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got to have one. Everybody's got to have one. So like I said, I'll have that link up on the Facebook page and I'll, I'll run that by again before the end of the show. So what we're going to do, we're going to end this segment with breakaway trivia. Jeremy, I want you to stick around for after the commercial break so you can uh, get in on our next segments here and uh, let's go to breakaway trivia. All right. This week's breakaway trivia question is, and I'm doing this for you guys, by the way, <laughs> who is the New York Rangers all-time leader in goals scored? The answer when we come back. Need to find that gift for someone special? Visit Little Falls Presents at the Stone Mill and Canal Place. Stop by today to find unique artist work, T-shirts, coffee cups, gift towels, greeting cards, tote bags, koozies, and original oil paintings and prints. It's all about the art of the gift. For more information, visit mylittlefalls.com slash shop or call 315-508-5310 for details. And we're back with more Marty's Illegal Stick. Jeremy, you still there? I'm still here. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the breakaway trivia question one more time, let you guys digest it a little bit, and then we'll see what you guys know it. So the uh, question is, who is the New York Rangers all-time leader in goals scored? Well, as much as I like Mike Gartner, I'd like to say him, but I don't, I'm well, sure. How's that? It's not clear. It's for the Rangers. The just scored as the Rangers. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just the Rangers. All right. Yep. I'm going to go with Andy Bathgate. Okay, Jeremy. Holy cow. Uh... Wow, I you know, I want to I want to think Leach, but as a defenseman, did he score that many? Hmm, probably not. Assists? He he was he's the all time leader in assists. Man, it's gonna be way before my time. I'll go with. Uh, oh, I know this too. I, I'm gonna go with Throwing Messier, in. but I know I know it's wrong. I'll go with Mess. Okay. I'll go with Messier, but it's wrong. Well, Dad, you were close. The answer is Rod Gilbert. 
Oh, I, I oh, no, oh, oh, six oh, goals. Oh. Why didn't I say him? I I forgot about Roger. Yep, Roger. So he was one of my favorite Rangers too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Victor Hadfield was second. Yeah, Vic Hadfield. And then 11. third, third was Adam Graves. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. sounds about right. You yeah. did your homework. Yeah, so. I didn't. <laughs> well, in all fairness, you didn't know this was coming. I was I was steering the ship here, so I kind of had to know what I was talking about, right? <laughs> oh, Rod Gilbert. Oh. Man, Rod Gilbert. I still like Mike Gardner. I did like him because he, oh, he was he was awesome. Oh, you know, it's, was, it's too bad he got traded away before the oh, cup. You know? I'm kidding. I well, just liked him because he, he was a player, the, he was a team player. Yeah. Everybody liked him. He wasn't a. He was just a good hockey player. Period. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He's fast. Oh, fast I guess guy. he. Yeah, he's the fastest one we had in a long time. He had a yeah, he shot was too. Yep. Yep. So, oh. well, that, that was interesting. Roger Bear. Jeez, I'll think about oh. that the rest of the day. I'll now. have to get a picture of him on the Facebook page too. So, <laughs> I know that's what I was like. I go, Roger. I should have known that. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so segment two, we're on to hockey hot takes. This is where we take our uh, our trip around the hockey world to see what's going on. And uh, as everybody knows, the NHL is now what's going on. Um, we're actually recording on January 13th, which is the opening day where the NHL season starts. Uh, you guys will be hearing this first tomorrow, but or Thursday, but that's all right. So the season starts today with five games. Uh, they are Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, Montreal and Toronto, Chicago and Tampa Bay, Vancouver and Edmonton, and St. Louis and Colorado. Uh, everyone else will be starting over the next couple of days, except for the Dallas Stars, who are going to be have their first three games postponed due to a COVID outbreak on the team. Uh, let's hope that that's the only isolated incident this season with that. Um, yeah. I know that they they did set the schedule up. They, it's pretty uh, pretty nifty the way they did it with the schedule, so that they could actually rear, uh, postpone games and have them rescheduled during the season. Uh, rather than having to cram them all in at the end of the season. But I got to tell you guys, I, I don't care who's playing today. I just cannot wait to watch this. <laughs> I really can't. Uh, it's actually yeah. – I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. The funny thing is is that, you know, you look back and you think, um, like, hockey's back, yes. But they're carrying, like, up to 29 players on this on these rosters. Because of the taxi squads. Yeah, Because of the taxi squads. That's a and that's, You think back, they. I don't think that's been done since – the 94 it was after the lockout season right right yeah because uh, you know everything they had up. all these guys i mean i think the rangers when they won the cup they had 33 guys on their roster well, <laughs> and guys a, just sitting around waiting well it's a little bit different when the with the playoffs because the playoffs oh, yeah. do have their yeah. they call it the black aces yeah and that's their, yep. their taxi squad where that they got players available right there because sometimes the ahl's all shut down right but especially if an nhl team makes a deep run and obviously, if somebody gets hurt, they need to have somebody right there. So that's, but the taxi squad is um, basically to eliminate travel, is what their yeah, big concern yeah. is. So, um, and it's going to give some players a new lease on life. Um, it's going to actually open up some spots in the AHL because most of it's going to be the top AHL players basically taxing with their NHL team. So, you know, I mean, it's just for this season. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, but I, like I said, I just, I can't wait to get started. Now the, the Rangers start tomorrow night, Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And is the that dreaded Islanders? Is that, is that MSG or is that out on MSG. the island? Is it mm-hmm. MSG? Yeah. MSG. Uh, and they're playing uh, two games in a row, right? Uh, I yes. I believe they're back. Yeah. Saturday. Uh, Thursday is Saturday. Thursday. I think. 
Yeah, because that's that's the other thing with this schedule, the way it's set up. I mean, there's there's runs where like I know the Rangers are going to be playing the Devils like four times in a row. I mean, the Kings get the Ducks four times in a row. There, there's going to be bloodbaths because yeah, <laughs> it's, it's oh yeah, it's all interdivision, you know. Yeah, and I I'll be honest with you, I love the way the playoffs are set up, like the old school with the the top four teams in each division. I know there's a lot of people that don't like that, and I understand why they did it this year because they're trying to eliminate travel. But boy, that's going to make for a couple of intense first two rounds. It's you're going to go back and looking at the old, the old hatred of the rivalry. Exactly, exactly. That's and why they, I love it. And they're going to be they, after beating each other up all regular season. Now they're going to play again in the playoffs. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what I I can't wait to see it. You're going to see the Bruins match up against the Devils, or you know the Rangers go up against the Devil. It's just, you're just going to see. Yeah, it, blood match, blood fights all all season long. Just the old school rivalry is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. And earlier you talked about uh, no more goon hockey. I bet you this brings it back real yeah. quick. Well, probably. It, you know, yeah. it, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna intensify. You know, you're gonna have it's gonna it's definitely geared to intensify again, which is going to be nice to see. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So this season is also going to include two outdoor games at Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, February 20th is Colorado and Vegas, and February 21st is Philadelphia and Boston. The games will be played on the 18th hole of the Edgewood, Edgewood Tahoe Resort on the south shoreline of Lake Tahoe. Uh, no fans. But apparently what they're saying, this is going to be a beautiful setup. I guess that's a very pristine, you know, the lake's going to be in the background with the trees and the mountains and all that. I love it. I mean, I, I understand Colorado and Vegas because Vegas, as much as I can't stand them, that's their home <laughs> state. And, uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and Colorado is obviously right there in that area, too. They're a popular up-and-coming team. But you know what I can't figure out? Why? Why? Why do we have to have another outdoor game involving the Bruins or the Flyers? I was thinking the same thing. You know, I get they're popular the teams, thing. but, jeez, give it a break, will you? You know? And I understand they wanted – because they're going to have the, just the two outdoor games and they wanted to get a couple Eastern teams in. Fine. But do you really have to have the same teams that you you have over and over and mm-hmm. over again? You know, and it's not like you can say it's a fan draw because there's no fans. There's no fans, exactly. So ratings, I don't know. Yes, but still, you know. Yeah, but even even with the ratings, it's still you can do this with the Rangers. I mean, you you take the Rangers and you can put them in. I don't know anywhere. Well, you know what? Put I- them in. You put them in Europe. You're going to see. Ranger jerseys in the stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I was thinking that, you know, the, they're always talking about trying to help out smaller market teams and, and grow the game and all that. Right. Okay, so you're going to put a team like Boston or Philadelphia or even the Rangers because you want ratings. Mm-hmm. Why can't you have the opponent be a smaller smaller market team, say like a Columbus, right, who is, you know, trying to hang on to their fan base, trying to generate excitement. Put a team like that out there. Right. Well, what, what is the problem, you know? Right. Even yeah, like, I think even like the Florida Panthers who can't draw fans to begin with. Say we the Tampa, <laughs> at least Tampa Bay can't either, but they're they're winning cups. Well Tampa yeah. Bay's got a full house. Yeah. Florida's the problem. Tampa Bay oh. packs the house, but Oh well okay. I'm thinking much but maybe the baseball or football. You're you're teams. thinking of the Tampa Bay Rays, yeah. Yeah, they they played a 
pretty much no fans anyway, so they were yeah. used to it all year. <laughs> I knew I knew he wasn't talking Buccaneers. I'm going to so, say, yeah. I'm going to have to keep the mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, the Buccaneers have Brady now, so of course people yeah. want to go see him now. Yeah, right. No, it's packed. <laughs> it's packed. I, 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 I didn't even know who they were until Brady got there, and I started watching them. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, that's awesome. But, yeah, I'm looking very forward to that. That's going to be a, a really cool setup. Um Next on the list, Commissioner Gary Bettman said the league will lose over $1 billion. I was actually going to say that when you were talking about the, the smaller market teams going out to play in Lake Tahoe, I think what they're trying to do is they may be trying to generate revenue money or TV money because yeah, you know, they, they, they are going to be taking a hit. But they're going to get paid anyways. So they're going to yeah. – now get this. They're going to lose a $1 billion by playing this season Instead of the millions, he said that they would lose if they just shut down the, the season for good this season, you know, for this year. That's crazy. So by having games, yeah. they're going to lose more money, and I and I get it because they now they have to pay the players, they have to play or pay all costs involved with the games, without any and you have fans. No fan revenue exactly, yeah. you know. I mean, well, it just shows you how much that that fan revenue is worth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really. Exactly. Take, take those two numbers and it's the difference, and right. it's huge. I mean, I know well, that's that's what I'm worried about. With you know, even when the comets come back and play, yeah. Yeah. Right. what are what are these? I mean, yeah, they're they're run by Vancouver. Okay, well, what are you going to do when you have no fans for a, a season? In the odd. I wonder if that's not a reason why they decided to help the Blues out and have let them bring their prospects in too. Well, they're the Blues um, AHL affiliate shut down. Right, Springfield. That's out. what I mean. So yeah, maybe maybe out. there was a you know handshake and a check passed along that said, "Hey, listen, you know, you help us out. We're going to help you. You know, kind of deal." Yeah, I hope. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Scotty, you and I have played in the odd, and it's weird. Yeah, being on the ice looking around, there's nobody in the stands. It is. It is very I mean, weird. I mean, when my son goes for practices and stuff, they did allow fans, they did allow parents in. And I mean, it was like a field day. I mean, like I said, there was like at least 50 to 80 people in there, but there were parents watching the kids play. Sure. Um, nowhere near what Utica College or the Utica Comets draw. Right. And obviously there's no concession stands open or anything else going on. So, I mean, the revenue just from, you know, the concessions is going to take a nasty hit. You know, for the it, NHL this year. But, you know, if we can let 6,700 fans see the Bills play, why can't we come up with something where there's somebody in there, a third of the audience I size know. or something? It makes no sense to be empty at no, all. No, it doesn't. It, it, no. it really doesn't. It, it at least let them have enough in there to at least try to break even. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. just to recoup some of the losses. You know, well, this wouldn't be a billion-dollar loss if they had right. each stadium had a third of the people. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I know, like, every year – like my, my family's vacation is we like to go out to Buffalo to see the Kings play. We stay overnight and the whole works. And of course we have to sit down low by the glasses. My wife will not sit in the second, which drives me crazy. Cause I actually want to be up higher so I can see what's going on, but, but not my wife and kids. They want to be down by the glass, which ends up costing me a fortune in tickets, right? <laughs> Cause you're looking at about 120 bucks a ticket down there, which fine, mm -hmm. whatever it is, what it is, it's vacation, hey, right? It's fun. It's vacation. Exactly. Yeah. But for four tickets, at 120 bucks a piece. Now you're, you know, you're getting into $500 there just in tickets alone. Not to mention what we spend at the arena, food, drinks. Of course, we have to go to the Saber Shop. Even though we're not Saber fans, <laughs> still have to go to the Saber Shop. It's yeah. absolutely necessary, right? Yeah. <laughs> so by the time you're all said and done with just a game, it's a thousand bucks. Just for a family of four, you're looking at a thousand dollars. Yeah. 
And that's not counting oh, that's... your hotel room. I'm just going to say, you got to throw that in there. Everything else around there, which, again, it's it's our vacation. I don't mind paying it. I'm not, you know, I'm not that's complaining. That's Buffalo. But that's just that's Buffalo. Buffalo. Go, to, exactly. go, to M, go, to M, go to MSG. Exactly. <laughs> now you're talking about $1,000 a ticket, you know? I was going to say, like, you're just you're not even getting in the building until you're spending <laughs> the grand. <laughs> Went down last year to MSG and that new that new arena, I'm telling you, is, oh. oh, that is unbelievable. It's beautiful. It's I absolutely beautiful. It. And we had one of the, what do you call them? Uh, Sweets or whatever. Oh you want yeah, to call the, oh yeah, the, the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, and I even had a little TV right in front of me, right sitting right there, and because I, if I wanted to see the replays, I just pressed this button and shows it again. Well, I thought and you know that's what you got to remember too is these NHL arenas no longer have their luxury suites operating, and those are huge money right there because those are, those are uh-huh. corporate suites. See, but yeah. even, even that, I mean, you're isolated in there. You wear exactly. a mask, social distance. Exactly. Let them come in. What's the difference? I don't know. You know, I think I think they ought to play hockey to... in Walmart. <laughs> then we could have the crowds, right? Yeah. Clean up on yeah. aisle six, outdoor, right? Outdoor, outdoor hockey. Little blood in the aisle. Yeah. yeah. Puck to the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through through the banking to, window there, right through the yeah. slot. Carl. Talking to a few of the guys, you know, that, that are associated with local hockey, um, some of the coaches and stuff, I think they were, they're not, concerned they want fans they do they want fans there i it, all it's going to do is just take that one person that's you know covid positive to right. possibly mm-hmm. infect the whole team which i mean you get it in a hockey team it's it's going to spread like wildfire i mean it, you know yeah. even with even coaching the kids that i coach you know as soon as we hear these this one kid cough you kind of just look right and you're like stay away stay away from everybody mm-hmm. Right, you right, know, exactly. it's, it's 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 a different beast. I get it, but you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for these guys. I don't think it's weird talking to some of the players that have played without fans, and they say like, you know, it, it is a little odd to hear everything on the ice, but you kind of just adapt to it. Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, that's it, it is what it is. You know? I know Bob Bash said that he's going to try towards the end of the season to get fans back in the building. I honestly think with the way it's starting to go a little bit, and I know you know, the governor had stated the other day that he's got to get the economy reopened, we got to do this, we got to do that. Just call me an optimist, but with the vaccine right. being out and getting out more and more, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season you saw some kind of fan fan uh, be number being allowed back in the building. Yeah, that'd be good. You know, oh, I think the biggest thing is you got to get rid of Cuomo too. Well, that's, uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other show. <laughs> I know, uh, I know, that's a whole other can to open. Yep, but here uh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, speaking of the odd in the Comets, uh, Utica Comets captain Carter Banks is retired. Uh, he was captain for four seasons and holds the Comet all-time record for games played at 367. You know, great career cap. Uh, just a fantastic guy, too. Amazing guy. We were, uh, what was it, two years ago. Yeah, uh, my family and I and, and some friends of ours went up to uh, open skate up at New Hartford Rec Center. And when we got done, we're like, oh, we're hungry. We want to go to lunch. Where do we want to go? Well, we want to go to Five Guys. Best hamburger. You know? Best hamburgers oh, yeah. up here. And yeah. I'll tell you, I didn't argue. Oh. I did go. not argue. So we're in Five Guys, and holy crap. It's Carter Banks, you know, hmm. and he's, you know, under the radar. He didn't have Comet stuff on or anything like that. He's just ordering his food and he's just sitting there. And of course we got the kids with us. So I'm like, 
All right, but try not to bug him too much, you know? <laughs> I tell you, even though the guy had a awesome-looking hamburger and a big old pile of fries, put it aside, sat, took pictures with the kids, signed nice. for him, talked to him. Oh, you know, just an amazing, amazing guy. It's gonna, it's, it's really sad to see him go. Um, but, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of – I think a lot of it may have to do with this pandemic. Yeah, yeah, could be. Could you very know, well be. It's, it, you know, the I've seen a lot of guys, you know, call it quits. Yeah, I think he's only yeah. like 31 years old, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, even the guys that had, like, I mean, you're looking at AHL level. But, I mean, the guys that I've seen play out of Utica College, you know, the, some of those guys are calling it quits. And I'm like, holy cow, like, they're still in their 20s. Right, right, exactly. And it's, it's, it's too bad. It really is. But... On a lighter note, uh, Willie O'Ree's number 22 is to be retired by the Boston Bruins on February 18th. Uh, O'Ree broke the color barrier in the NHL in 1958, so good for Willie. Yep, he was a good man. Cool guy, really <clears throat> cool guy. If you've ever seen uh, Soul on Ice, it's a documentary that involves him. It's, it's a great movie, um, so, so good for Willie. Congratulations. And lastly, uh, rumor has it that Utica College Hockey will be returning in February. Stay tuned. February nineteenth. Oh, we got a date now. We there do is a have date. Beautiful. There is a date. Beautiful. Uh, February. February nineteenth. Obviously, no fans. No. Well, yeah. That, of course, it goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, maybe they'll be able to set up some kind of a live stream or something, though. That'd be cool. You know, I was wondering. I try. I mean, obviously, I'm in live barn, um, and you know, thinking about all these arenas, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to not see. The odd get a live barn or some type of video feed going on, or yeah. at least seventy two to open up. Ooh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't go. think yeah, right. I don't think Ush has shut that down, and um, I don't know if it's shut down because it's a part of the odd, but it's still a restaurant, so I don't know why you wouldn't right. be able to open it up right at this point. Sure, mm, sure. Which would be great to have. I mean, even for Comets games and or Utica College games, that, that would, would be, be awesome. Great to, Absolutely. Well, there you go, folks. We got our date. Thank you, Jeremy. You're welcome. Jeremy is definitely in the know. So if he (laughs) says February 19th, I totally believe him. Thanks, Jeremy, because now you made me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) All we've been doing is talking food here. (laughs) I was ready to go to Texas Roadhouse after this. I'm I'm, I'm on. February nineteenth comes from uh, comes from a very reliable source. So you know, I I, I thought I saw it posted on uh, social media. Um, I searched and searched and searched for it, but um, you know, reaching out to yep, yeah, my I, source, it, it's confirmed. It's February nineteenth. Yeah, I knew that they were they were talking in December about the possibility of February, but now it's confirmed. That is fantastic news. Yeah, awesome. So we're going to end segment two with Website of the Week. Website of the Week is brought to you by 315hockey.com. 315hockey.com is your news sub for, or news hub sorry, for all levels of hockey in central New York. This week's Website of the Week is www.fansided.com. Fansided is a sports and entertainment company that has websites or fan websites for all major pro sports teams. And I'm plugging this because I am now a contributor for their Kings website, rinkroyalty.com. My first post is actually going to be up within minutes. So um, you get a chance, any team you like, check out fansided.com, and they will have a website there for you. So that's going to do it for segment two. When we come back from the break, segment three, the Zamboni time machine rolls on. We'll be right back. 
Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news information and events in the city. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of Little Falls, New York. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, and our events calendar. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling stories about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of local residents and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store or sign up for our weekly newsletter. Stop by today at mylittlefalls.com. You'll be glad you did. And we're back with more Marty's Illegal Stick. Jeremy, you still there? I sure am. All right, that's good because we got an extra seat on the Zamboni time machine this week. So this week, the Zamboni time machine takes us back to June 3rd and 4th, 1976. The dates Hollywood came to the Utica Memorial Auditorium for the filming of the legendary movie Slapshot. Hockey fans and non-hockey fans alike know this movie. But for most hockey fans, this movie is the holy grail. Many of the scenes from the movie are forever etched in hockey lore, including one filmed at the Odd. In this scene, the Odd represents the home rink of the Peterborough Patriots, the Charlestown Chiefs opponent. A brawl breaks out before the game even starts, and during the national anthem, the referee attempts to admonish the Hanson brothers, prompting the famous, I'm listening to the effing song response. <laughs> actually I just watched well. <laughs> just watched this movie like maybe six days ago that's awesome <laughs> well see it's fresh in your mind then so some may not know it but the Hanson brothers were actual hockey players brothers Steve Jeff and Jack Carlson played for the Johnstown Jets in the North American Hockey League although Jeff Carlson would be replaced by Jack Hanson in the movie after he was called up to the World Hockey Association the Jets were a big rival of Utica's own Mohawk Valley Comets there is another scene in the movie where the Hanson brothers go into the stands to fight the crowd. This actually happened at the Odd a couple years prior to the movie in a game between the Jets and the Comets, and Steve Carlson was right in the middle of it. He and his brothers were hauled across the street to the police station still wearing their uniforms. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But crime did pay in this instance, however, as the brothers would go on to worldwide notoriety thanks to the Slapshot movie, and Steve Carlson even played one season in the NHL for the NHL or for the Los Angeles Kings. And that, my friends, concludes this week's trip on the Zamboni Time Machine. Could you imagine actually having been at that game? That would have been I would great. Have, that would have loved it. You know, I, uh, when I was growing up, <clears throat> excuse me, which was a long time ago, I did see a lot of the Johnstown Jets play. Uh, play uh, like Clinton Comets. Did you have to take the train there? Uh, no, no. It was uh, a trolley back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my father let me take the horse. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Something, something's out of the barn. <laughs> uh, no, but we I did see the Johnstown Jets play a lot. Because back then, in the, in the old uh, EHL, uh, the Greensboro Generals, the Charlotte Checkers, there was a lot of teams that, some of them are still around today. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte Checkers are still around. Yeah, yeah. the AHL. And, yeah. of course, back then they had the wooden chairs you can throw on the ice too, right? Oh, the Green Girls Generals. Well, that was over at uh, Clinton, uh, Clinton Arena. Arena. Right. And when you saw yeah. the, the, uh, the, what they call Long Island Ducks, played yep. it, you knew it was going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> it was automatic. The hospital put extra doctors on that oh. night. <laughs> oh. well, actually, when I, when, I was, uh, when I was married, 
uh, at our wedding, we actually had uh, an original Clinton Comet come to the wedding. Really? really? I can't. Yeah, my ex father in law was uh, was friends with him, and uh, he actually came to the wedding. That is really cool. Yeah. I can remember when they got done playing hockey, they would go to the Golden Teapot Inn and. Well, they would they would drink sarsaparilla and ginger ale and yeah. sure and maybe have a hot dog or two. I don't know. <laughs> it's your story, Todd. How you like? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's Marty's Illegal Stick. You can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast, and don't forget we're going to have the uh, link for Jeff Baker's GoFundMe page up on the Facebook page. Thank you, Jeremy Roberts, for coming in to do the show today. We really appreciate it. For Dave the Save Warner, Leo Kinville, I'm Scott Kinville. Have a good one. <laughs>